You're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, changing rock history one podcast at a time. Dads, boys, girls, and children of all ages, welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus as I get the camera straightened out there. Hope everybody uh, is having a great week. I know that we are. We're having a good time. It is another Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. You wouldn't believe that that it's just only like one week since the last one. Well, (laughs) Well, the last one was especially long. Yes, I'm going to say it's been six days. Four hours. Yeah, yeah. I left the str- some of you may realize, maybe you didn't realize. I left the stream on. I forgot, and it was on for eighteen fucking hours. Whoops. Nice. <laughs> nice. That happens. Well, golly, I'm sorry. I apologize if I said anything. <laughs> I shouldn't have. I mean, we were standing outside. We go outside. And all, yeah. You know, like. <laughs> Hysterical. You know, it was just on. And I was just hoping that I hadn't come down here to do something, you know, you know, to check the door or something in my underwear or something. And... Well, then they got a free show, didn't they? Free nice. show! <laughs> nice. Well worth the price of admission. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's always worth the price of admission at the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus because right. we are totally free, of mm-hmm. course. And speaking of free, you can find us on Rock Rage Radio, the free app, which is absolutely awesome. It has a lot of great music programming 24-7. So check them out, rockrageradio.com. Download the free app, and you can hear the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, as well as Hot Licks with Lily Six, and a bunch of really awesome folks that we need to start bringing onto the podcast. So check that out. Uh, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com, though, is our website. So you want to go there, and you can find things like our YouTube ar- archive, which now has one of the longest YouTube yeah. videos of all time. <laughs> nice. One of the longest live streams of all time. Oh, well. And no, it's not. I'm sure somebody has some stupid long. Yeah. They have some. They have to have some kind of cap on. But 18 hours. 18 hours. That's pretty good. It's the it's the 18 hour podcast. Oh boy. After six hours, you're like something's gonna happen. I'll keep watching. If someone watched, I feel bad. There were people in the in the earlier days of the internet that would do that. They would have like a bedroom cam, right? And they you would pay per minute or whatever to watch right, to watch to watch and just yeah. sometimes it was like nothing was going on sometimes and sometimes everything. there's all kind of stuff going on yes so orgies yeah or, Ooh, orgies my, oh jeez <laughs> so and I mean um well uh getting the words all get out them all get them yeah, all get out them all like out. um you know I mean um well so I'm trying to get those words good. out good I have my list here of forbidden words, which I never <laughs> do. But I'm getting better, I think. I've been listening to them. Yeah, that okay. music thing at the beginning, that's been working out really well because I can I edit it in post. Can you do so that? I can yeah. make it a little shorter. Nice. And, you know, and take nice. out any of the bits where I play like a real clunker. Never. <laughs> never. You don't do that. No. I'll eat left to thinker right there on the radio. Sorry about it. <laughs> Yeah, but check us out, uh, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Our YouTube archive is there, which is really cool, too, because all our back podcasts where I did a bunch of interviews are are there. Ooh. And there's some really cool ones, too. A lot of fun. Check out some of the indie guys, too. They're absolutely... Some of them are, some of them are hilarious. Some of them were absolutely the most boring uh, <laughs> stick, you know, 
in the mud. A stickier, stick uh, a, a ice pick in my ear so I don't oh. have to listen to it kind of yeah. like thing. But it's all in a day's work for Ludini. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And anyway, so there's all kind of cool stuff there. And you can get involved in our uh, inner circle group, which is really cool where we hang out and talk about music all week and all kind of fun stuff. Ludini, rock and roll circus dot com. And finally, our good brother, Chris Thunderwolf Dotson at Wolf's Customs. We'll go to Wolf's Customs online or find him on social media. He posted a holla flash. Yeah, did you see that? Today. That it was oh, absolutely God. sick. I don't I couldn't make I couldn't see what kind of guitar it was. Did you know? It was did like a strat it? style. Was it like a strat? Yeah, but, oh, I had a Floyd Rose whoa, on it, I think. Man. So very cool. Yeah, it was really cool. He does amazing custom artwork on your musical instrument, you know, no matter what you play. So check him out, wolfscustoms.online, or find him on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, my goodness. So the gang is all here. Mm-hmm. I already mentioned Lily. So, Lily, what's up? You, you good? <clears throat> I'm fantastic. I did not go to any shows this weekend, but that is because I will be going to Wednesday 13 on Wednesday at the Craft mm-hmm. House. Um, and I will be going to Dustin Lynch on Thursday, so I'm taking Metal Country. <laughs> wow. Metal Country. Metal Country. I'm a little bit metal, and right. I'm a little bit... So anyways. Yes, so that's what I will be doing this week, so there will be a lot of photos and videos and all that, blah, blah, blah. Porn? No porn. Oh. Maybe, who knows? Right. You well, never know with Lily. You don't, honestly. <laughs> I'm to get a little bit of that there pono. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Shunny Pono. Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, <clears throat> yeah, sir. I have something to, to tell. Oh, you're going to have a baby. I Congratulations. To, I did actually go to a concert. Oh. Oh. I went to see Marcus King mm. at Stage AE. Nice. On Wednesday evening. It was a complete, total, and utter clusterfuck. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan wow. of that place. <laughs> it was a total clusterfuck. Yeah. Just the whole thing. I won't get too deep into it. I, I was gonna do. I'm gonna do a review on TikTok of it, but I, we might as well talk about this because I know sure. Lily didn't go to shows like recently, but she goes right. to a lot of shows all the time. <laughs> so, all right. I thought that I had it down. Uh-huh. Don't show up <clears throat> too early. Right. Right. Because you're gonna have to sit through a bunch of bullshit that you're not really interested in. Yes, sir. So. We got there after eight. I'm assuming Marcus is going to go on around nine. Usually the That's main, usually the headline, main yeah. act sure. goes on around nine, sure. nine fifteen, something yes. like that. So we got there. It was after eight. And got our drinks. Mm-hmm. And there was this young lady performing mm-hmm. who played way too fucking long. <laughs> it just was not... She was playing, and I'm not going to say I'm not going to say this artist's name. Okay, you you guys want to look at the thing? You were there, you know. Mm-hmm. You were there, you know, or if you're for or if you're you know following the tour or whatever. But it just was not appropriate for that for oh, Marcus boy. King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like nothing to do with Mar. There was nothing relating to nothing at all. It was a it was a girl with a playing very mediocre acoustic guitar and singing. I guess her songs were okay, but. It didn't really, and she did more talking oh, no. than I do on an entire fucking podcast. Wow. <laughs> and that is saying something, isn't it, guys? That's, wow. That is, yeah. if, you know. 
<laughs> you know. Holy shit, could this bitch talk? I was like, I was like, typical fucking woman. Oh, jeez. Running in a goddamn go. trap. Here no we go. Shut the fuck up. Oh, Lord. You know, it could have been worse, though. They could have got the Not a Rush tribute band band <laughs> to open. <laughs> so. Oh, man. We gave up and went out on the patio. <laughs> where they had the, you could smoke and stuff like here. that. And we actually had a really nice time. We were drinking. We were getting real tuned in. Yes, yes. No doubt. And having a good time and talking. And, sure. And everybody starts to shuffle in because I guess the... Joni Mitchell or whatever the fuck she <laughs> thought she was. Got left. And there was another band started playing. We could hear them. Start. Okay. So we went in to hear them. And I had never heard of this band before. Okay. They're called... They're called the Neil Francis Band. Okay. All right. I They were good. They okay. were very good. I will give the devil his due and mm-hmm. say, right on, brother, right on. Mm-hmm. Neil has a... Neil's a... Uh, Neil's kind of to the piano what Marcus is to the guitar. Okay. He's got, cool. He's got a, he's sure. a really cool... And you heard a lot of great influences. There was a lot of stuff where I was like, oh, this guy likes a lot of Billy Joel mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he, he, I don't know if you remember this instrument, Mr. Pittsburgh, yes. but it was an ele- Yamaha electric piano. It sure. was not a synthesizer. It was okay. not electronic. Right. And it was kind of shaped like a... It was like baby... Almost like a baby grand. Yeah. It was really I big. remember those, sure. Remember those, but they were yeah. it, was, it was a sort of like... If you made, it was a kind of the concept of the electric guitar, but for piano. Mm-hmm. It was, they were mm-hmm. very, very unique sounding, and I thought that they sounded really, really cool. And that's what he played. All right. And then he had like a funky Moog synthesizer. Mm-hmm. And it, it was all super retro. Great vocals. Mm-hmm. It was they, they, they were good. But then, you know, they left, and there was another like half an hour of screwing around. Some guy got up. I thought this guy was just the MC, and I found out later, no, he was actually on the bill as a stand-up comedian. So thank God we fucking missed that. Oh, that's a shame. Filler. Marcus King doesn't come on until almost 10.30. Whoa! Wait a minute, I thought they had a curfew there. Yeah, it's 11. You play for a half hour. And I didn't stick around long. I was kicked in the ass. It was like... It's not. Oh, and if you ever go there, ladies, no purse. Yeah, yeah, we no, know. no purse. Yeah. Trust me. Wow. <laughs> I already know. Yeah. I wear my pocket leggings. I, th- that has to. I. I you there know. You go. That's smart. I never would have thought they would have started that late. That's I figured by getting there a little after eight, we're gonna get settled down. We're gonna get our drinks. You know, yeah, get room, into the show. Get, you know, and then Marcus will come on around nine. Right. And that would be great. That's very and surprising. I, and I thought if I had maybe caught. Uh, a little bit of one of the acts, that'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? yeah. But they usually all play too fucking long. You don't know who the fuck they are. You didn't come there to see them. They take up the whole fucking night. And then by the time that. Uh, another thing, the, the docking thing. That was fucking horseshit, too. <laughs> Those fans were good and everything, but man, I mean, we were there for like four fucking hours. Yeah. I mean, what I'm. What the fuck, dude? On, I'm now. always at the show super early get because in, I need out. to. for. What I do, I get all the bands in, like mm-hmm. photos and video and everything. So I feel like I'm at a show for like 12 hours every time I go, and I'm usually done it's, for. No, this is absolutely not necessary. <laughs> absolutely. I, no, it is necessary because stage AE 
is the longer you're there, the more you're going to drink. And the For drinks sure. are insanely uh, expensive. Yes. Of course they are. Yes. Of course they are. They, they, were like cra- they were like, they were strip club prices. Yeah. What? Legit. And no titty? <laughs> well, there could be. You but play your true. cards right. Yeah, that's true. But not for that first act. <laughs> no, not so much. No. no. Yeah, I am not, I, I don't mean to poo-poo on a venue here, but I do, I'm not a fan of Stage E. <laughs> also, did they cover it or something? Because last time I was here, it was open air. This this time it was closed. There's one side that's open, one side that's uh-huh. closed. Oh. Yes, yeah, there's like, indoor what, and outdoor. Because we like, because they were calling for thunderstorms, and I was saying, Sharon... You know, maybe they might be canceled, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, so we brought like rain jackets and went in and everything. <laughs> and I was so like, cute. it's inside. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, there's the stage is shared by an indoor outdoor venue. So you, you go around to the left side, that's the outdoor, and the right side's the indoor. Yep. So yeah, it's it's yeah. for both. Well, maybe that's why they could go later because it was indoor. Yeah. That nah, could be, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know the rules anymore. <laughs> Just no. Marcus, Marcus, is, you know, for, for what I heard, sounded fucking awesome. That man has one of the greatest voices ever. He is so fucking soulful. Just like insane. Like if he would come if he would come out not even as a guitar player and just saying like pop mm-hmm. songs with that voice, yeah. he would he would be he would be famous. Wow. Absolutely. Just his voice is just absolutely amazing. And his guitar playing is insane too. It's, 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 there was a guy standing behind me when Marcus was like they were he they were he was starting and he was saying he says that is one disgustingly talented individual. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and Can we quote yeah. you, sir? <laughs> yeah, I was like but he's great. Go late. Yeah. No idea other wow. shit. Neil Francis is cool. Like if you want to hear that, then you should probably show up around nine. Mm-hmm. So you know, get, so this you have time. We get home from work, get a shower, get some deep, relax, maybe take a nap. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you be then you're all set. You go in late, you're gonna be good. good to go. You're gonna be good. You're gonna be good. good to go. Yeah, that was my show. Interesting. <laughs> well, did you see? Um, did you do anything, Kevin? Yeah, um, daughter and I went to see John Mulaney, the comedian. Fun. Down at uh, the Paints Arena. It's funny how all the comedians refer to it as the paints arena. I'm like, what? They're not allowed to say PPG. Maybe they just don't know. (laughs) That's probably what it was. But it was awesome. Uh, Traffic was a bear getting there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we got into the garage, walked from the garage into the venue. Yeah, that's super nice. I'm like, whoa. And then afterwards, walked from the venue to the garage. And we were out of downtown before most people were out of the arena. That was awesome. But I found it. This is the first show I've ever had where they lock your phone. Oh. Yes. As you walk in, they have these little pouches with electronic. Yes. yes and I have heard your of phone. Yeah, yeah. Which I can understand. You don't want the comedians don't want their performances being. So you can't text or anything? Nope. Nothing. Yeah. That's Nothing. right. I heard about this. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. I thought that was like, oh, I'm like, wow. Interesting. They're doing that at some of the improv shows, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which I can, which is why I have not heard any of his new material. But uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. But let me tell you something real. You know, that is, I, I guess that would be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But the, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, I work with a young lady at work. She's 19 years old. Uh, and she listens to kind of newer music. Is she tired? <laughs> no, sir. She's not. <laughs> Better do and, that uh, out, disclaimer. She, she is not. She is not. But uh, she listens like when she takes over, when I leave at the end of the day, she takes over the Bluetooth speaker and it's like kind of hip hoppy kind of shit. Right. And the other day she goes, hey, uh, she didn't do that. She goes, hey, uh, hey, Kevin, do you uh, do you like the blues? 
<laughs> no. I'm like, never heard. Not a fan. Bree, are not you a shitting fan. me? And she goes, have you ever heard? And she just have started. Have you ever heard of Rush? She <laughs> started naming off all these artists. And I wow. just like, my jaw just dropped. You're I'm surprised. like, you know these people? She goes, "Isn't aren't they wonderful? I'm like, there's hope you for cried. the future. <laughs> yes, I'm like, yes, there's hope for the future. But Aww. that was kind of, that was very inspiring to have a 19-year-old nice. girl spouting off all these cool blues artists to me. I'm like, nice. That's very, they're nice. very cool. All right. I can't talk to anybody at work I'm about really music. For you. No, I'm sorry. Are you happy for me? I'm not. What? Lily. Just kidding. Oh. I, I need I'll to send ask, her over to you. I need to ask you something. Uh-huh. Yeah, go ahead. Have you ever heard of the movie called We Are What We Are? No. I don't think so. Best to go in fresh. Okay. Oh, dear. Are, it oh, is oh. a slow burn, mm-hmm. but then the whole thing catches on fire and goes oh, completely man. fucking nuts at the end. Wow. What's the genre? It's horror. Sweet. Is it new? Ish. It's time. Okay. 20... It's, well, it's that time of year where I work it, every day. This movie came and went, and there was a sort of buzz about it being like, so what the fuck mm-hmm. kind of like thing. Okay. The, the subject I think matter I have goes. Heard of it. Okay. And in the ending, it's just like Sharon and I were like, like we were like gobsmacked. We we're like, oh, that's Whoa. something you don't see every day. And All there right. are actual things that happen that you go like, I've never seen that before. I gotta write it down. Oh. Hold on. We are what we are. I, I may have heard of it. It's well, I know that's a song, <laughs> but I didn't know it was a film as well. <laughs> It was so successful as a song they made it to a film. It, it really wasn't a successful <laughs> song. It was a Kesha song. Yeah, that, that song would make a good movie. <laughs> you guys are too funny. That's yeah, why we're something. I, that's Every why day. I love We're you. something, I'll tell you. It's why I love you to bits. <laughs> to bits, you say? <laughs> to pieces. Oh, OMG. My. Pieces and bits. <laughs> Kibbles and bits. Oh, shit. <laughs> Okay, so we are, are we ready to talk about, this band is so unique. Yeah. Here's how unique they are. Tell me. This is the only band mm-hmm. to ever appear as a, like, as a rock band mm-hmm. in the Star Wars cinematic universe. I didn't know that, but okay. Heard. They're on the Christmas. That's right, they are. It took me a second. Star Wars holiday special. Wait a minute. Yeah, they are. They are. And then I realized you are absolutely correct. I um, I I don't know if you guys know. There's a there's a really cute YouTube channel called Minty Minty Comedic Arts. This guy mispronounces more stuff than I do. (laughs) But he gives us like he gives ten things you didn't know about, and this was Uh this was right. Um um. 10 things you didn't know about the Star Wars holiday special. Right. And then they he taught he mentioned the Jefferson airplane thing. Like, this is fucking perfect. I think mm-hmm. it's Star Jefferson Starship. Starship at that point. Yeah. yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah Jefferson Starship was in there they play music this is a music video. I never that watched it but Lance bought it when we were out one day and I'm oh, like man. what the hell is this? It is really yeah, it's really bizarre. We're not going to get too far in that. But that is That is true. I mean, that is how this band is like it's like they were like everywhere. They did everything. Mhm. So why don't we go ahead Lily and give they started out though as what? Jefferson Airplane, okay. which I did break it into those two groups. So. Well, the, this is three bands in one. Right, yeah. yeah. Jefferson Star- Airplane, I've... Jefferson Starship and then, and then Starship. Starship. Yes, I have that as well. Um, Jefferson Airplane was an American rock band 
San Francisco, California, formed in 1965. They were uh, one of the bands that pioneered psychedelic rock. They were they were in the Hate Ashbury mm-hmm. uh, group of area yes. you know, with the Grateful Dead and those the San, the San Francisco Sound. Um, they were the first from the Bay Area to achieve international commercial success. Headliners at Monterey Pop Festival, Woodstock, Altamont, and the first Isle is it Isle of Wight Festival? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. In England, then uh, their 1967 breakout album surreal. surreal Surrealistic Pillow was one of the most significant recordings of the Summer of Love. Uh, we all know the song uh, "Somebody to Love" and "White Rabbit." Mm-hmm. I, they were they played all the big the three like the three major right ones that you know uh, uh, Monterey, Woodstock, and Altamont. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were one of the I think they were the only band that was on all three. I believe that's correct. Yeah, from it when all three from those. when we we're talking about festivals, I think that's the only one they as were. I recall. That's just that was. I mean, if you ever see them or look them up, watch any of their stuff, you could tell they yeah they go over well at a hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, The October '66 to February '70 lineup of Jefferson Airplane consisted of Marty Balin, Paul Kantner, uh, Grace Slick, of course, Dorma. I don't even. I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Thank you, and Jack Cassidy (laughs) or Cass. Cassidy. Jack Cassidy. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and Spencer Dryden. Um, they were inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, in 1996. Um, when Marty left the band, he moved on. Um, I can't breathe. Sorry, I'm sick today. Um, <laughs> Marty left in 71. After 72, Jefferson Airplane effectively split into two groups. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. Sounded like that. Um, and uh, there was Jefferson Airplane and then Jefferson Starship. Um, and hot tuna. Yeah, actually. well, that's Ooh, what happened was Jack Cassidy <laughs> and Yarma Kalkinen wanted to play. They had a real affinity for like more traditional blues mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they would go and do this hot tuna thing. And then eventually they were like, we just kind of want to do hot tuna. <laughs> you know, no, no offense. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't think I don't think it was a hostile thing. I think it was, you know, kind of like, yeah, yeah we just don't want to do this. They um, were presented with the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 2016, and they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight CDs, albums, studio albums. Hmm. <laughs> that, so that's my history on Okay, airplane. so so we should, do you have anything you want to add? No. <laughs> no. Lily Lily comes prepared. Somebody to Love and White Rabbit. Yeah. Are the two big ones. Are, are both <laughs> written by Grace Slick. Yeah. What a talented, <laughs> what a talented woman. Really, just and really, really unique voice. They were looked. They had started with a different singer. The first album is not Grace Lee. There's another young lady singing, and she was she'd gotten pregnant. She's like, I just want to have a, be like a family. I want to have a family. Like, this was fun, mm-hmm. but it's like you know. But, but I'm ready to just settle down now. <laughs> yeah. do my family and stuff. So the only two singers that anybody knew of that sang rock in San Francisco were. Janice Joplin and Grace Slick. Janice was busy. And Janice, and <laughs> they did not, busy. they thought that Janice wouldn't, that they'd end up having to do Janice's thing. Right. right. Well, yeah, so they probably right. definitely, definitely. would. But Grace's, the music, I can't, the band she was in, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. They were, she was already kind of in that same vein as it with the, mm-hmm. you know, and she, her, her reasoning was she, and she was very blunt about this. She was like, I'm not trying to be mean, but those guys that I was playing with, they were amateur musicians. When I heard, uh, airplane, these, I could tell these guys were like totally yeah. pro. They really had their shit together as musicians. And you know, it was you know, for her it was a career move. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. you know, they they were signed. They had one album out. 
her band really wasn't doing anything, so they coaxed her into the group. Now they tricked her. They tricked her in. <laughs> now, so in the beginning, you know, it was a wild time, right? It was the '60s. Sure. Yeah. And sure. I, I so I watched some interviews with Marty Ballin, with all the with everybody uh-huh. in the band actually. And Marty Ballin said that they would show up at gigs with handfuls oh, of acid tablets. Yeah. And she, he says, we threw them in the audience like they were M&M. Party nice. favors. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hysterical. Well, who's not going to love your band if you, know, if you yeah. do shit like that? Yeah. <laughs> like catching a guitar pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, come on, dude. That's great. Of course... People are going to love you. That's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> That's politics. <laughs> That's <Right>. promotion. <laughs> oh, wow. Right. There is your hippie. This is how it kind of gets off the ground. And they become part yes, of that whole yes. drug culture thing. Do you, Kevin, do you remember the television show called The Smothers Brothers? Of course. Comedy, I'm the Comedy Hour, yes. Smothers Brothers Comedy Dick and, Show. Uh, I just remember Dick. Tommy. Tommy, Dick and, and Tommy, Dick, yeah. Tommy and Dick's mothers. <laughs> Dick. Wow. I remember that. They, they, they were like, they were very hip. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff on TV in that in the 60s, you got to realize that I think shows like Andy Griffith and Mary Tyler Moore and stuff right. were all that on. Was the you know, that was the norm. Mm-hmm. And the Smothers Brothers were like the the naughty schoolboys. But the, but the, <laughs> their appearance was very straight-laced. They looked very... They always come out in suits and stuff, but... That, well, yeah. Tommy Smothers has talked about that, that that was intentional. Of course. They weren't squares. Exactly. They, that's what they were called. <laughs> yep. they, they were, so we weren't squares, but we knew that if we came out like hippies. No. Right? You know, so yeah. we, it was subversive. It was brilliant. fucking brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they were known for having rock bands on TV. And this is one of the places where like a lot of rock, a lot of American audiences first got to see like, so where the, I think this is where American audiences got to see the who like yes. smash their instruments. And right. Yes. And then Tommy came out with his acoustic guitar <laughs> and smashed it. <laughs> I've seen the videos. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> but of course they would have to have one of America's biggest groups of the day, the Jefferson airplane to come on and play. Well, no, they did. Uh-huh. <laughs> and our dear girl, Grace Slick. Oh, no. When I saw this last night, I was I just curled up into a ball and started laughing so hard I was crying. <laughs> she literally comes on national television, primetime television, in fucking blackface. <laughs> what? It's, you have wow. to see it to believe now it. Now I have to watch you it. You have to see it Whoa. to believe it. I'm like, what, what, what? Wow. There's interviews cut in with this thing I was watching when uh-huh. I saw that. And Grace Slick was like, I went in there and they had so much makeup. And I just was like, what could I do? And I said, I'll, oh, I'll paint my face black. <sighs> and I thought that she meant she was thinking about painting her face. But I didn't realize no? she was like, actually. She actually did that. She actually did, did it. it. <laughs> And Tom was like, here's the Jefferson Airplane. I'm like, what? Wait, who, what? <laughs> what is she Wait, doing? I'm not seeing what I'm seeing, am I? <laughs> it was a different era. Yeah. Wow. Sure yeah. was. I mean, that's... <laughs> wow. It's wow. wow. great. Ain't that something? Blackface. Huh. 
black face. That's wonderful. As Lily was saying, though, the band split around that same time. Before the band split, the airplane part of it split. Um, Kantner had done solo stuff, and Grace had done solo stuff too. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I read their their diarrhea. Their I read their diarrhea. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. I read their biography, like the no like shit. on the online, the uh, you know Wikipedia yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't make heads or fucking tails. There was so many like this person left, this person came back, this person yeah. Th- there was a lot and, of like, that. This, you know, <clears throat> it was like one day the next, nobody knew who was in this fucking band. <laughs> so when Cantner Cantner finally releases this album that totally bombs, but it's called Paul Cantner and the Jefferson Starship, mm-hmm. and they could they were like, that's a so, and and Yorma Kalkin and, and Jack Cassie left. Uh-huh. They were like, well, this is kind of a new band, <coughs> so but we want to keep the Jefferson thing, so we keep the connection, mm-hmm. and their record label loved that, so uh-huh. they became Jefferson Starship. It sort of fit with the time, right? Because they, sure, they, because we were entering more the space. Now. Well, we were entering the space age, right, right. and all that was happening. Men were on the moon, so, so Jefferson Airplane would be a kind of eh, the upgraded Starship. That's like now, yeah. The upgraded. Do you have in your notes, either one of you, the name where the name Jefferson Airplane comes from? I don't have that in my notes at all. You know, apparently. Officially, if you ask any of them, uh-huh. they give you kind of like, eh, you know, kind of answers. They right. You know, they're kind well, of indirect answers. They sort of act like they don't know, or they'll, they'll tell you some bullshit. Yes. <laughs> but a Jefferson airplane uh-huh. is that little clip you use to hold when the marijuana cigarette gets real, what? real small. It's a roach clip. Really? It's called a Jefferson Airplane. I didn't know that. Huh. Good to know. Just it like makes the, a lot of this, sense. Well, then, then that made me think the Jefferson Airplane the Doobie Brothers should tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? right? That, wor- that would work out. <laughs> Paul Kantner has moved on to the next oh, world, so yes. that's probably not going to happen. Won't, that won't happen. Yeah. Just some just some interesting facts interesting. about the airplane side of things. That's kind of cool. I thought the more that they you were know. yeah, they're just uh, they were they were they were just having a good time. They were young people who were young experimenting kids. around with psychedelics. Young kids today. <laughs> Get off my lawn. The so go ahead, because because they go ahead with the Starship. Starship, okay. Um Jefferson so Starship. Jefferson yes. Starship formed in 1974 from former members of Jefferson Airplane as we said. Um, they released eight gold or platinum selling studio albums and one gold selling compilation. We're not going through all the lineup changes because it's just oh, too much Lord. and it's no, like a web no, of no. crap. That'll be another 18-hour there podcast. There were several of them. <laughs> um, but in October 84, Kantner took legal action over money he claimed he was owed um, and to prevent the remaining members from continuing to use the name Jefferson Starship, the lawsuit was settled. In March 85, Kantner received a cash settlement. The name Jefferson Starship became the property of Grace Slick and Bill Thompson. So Grace Slick got 51% and Bill Thompson got 49%. But they mm. dropped Jefferson anyway. They just ah. like, They left. They dropped Jefferson because of that. They just didn't want. They didn't want to. Because yeah. they, they just probably suspected that Mr. Kantner was going to continue to give them problems. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> so the remaining members renamed themselves Starship and continue to tour and record music. Um, Hold on. We want to stick with. We want to get into Jefferson Starship. Okay. okay. That's what I have for Starship. Jefferson okay. Starship. Excuse me. Okay, there is a, there's they don't have a very good song facts. I was a, I was disappointed. Yeah. Uh, there we are. 
we have to go. We have and to actually, well, we're different. not into that yet. We're going to get into the uh, big 80s hits for sure. Okay. Yeah, because there's sometimes with me, there's a blur between Starship and Jefferson yes. Starship. And I'm like, wait, which is which? That's something I sort of looked at today. Yeah, I'm like, what song is which? Way. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. That's what I said. So let me get down here and help y'all starts out. To get blur- it starts to get blurry. Yeah, it does. You're like, wait. The Jefferson Starship discography is Dragonfly, Red Octopus, Spitfire, Earth, Freedom at uh, Point Zero, Modern Times, Winds of Change. And I think as we move forward after that, we're getting into... Starship. Yeah, I think we're going to get into some Starships and stuff. What happened was Greg Shikaya was this like 14, 15 year old kid (laughs) that they were, that Paul Kantner was having play on his solo stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And Grace was like, oh, he's good. Can he play on my stuff, too? And so he ended up, when this Jefferson Starship thing came about, he ended up becoming the guitarist. And th- and he, his style is completely different than Yorma Kalkin's. He's a rock. Right. He is a right. rock guitar player. I would I would put him very much in line with Neil Schoen. Yes. I yeah. put yeah. those two together. I think they're, they're very similar in their approach and sound and, and everything. So the band becomes, the band goes from this kind of like groovy, psychedelic, trippy kind of thing mm-hmm. to a, like more like a guitar driven rock. The yeah. song that really shot them in that direction was Ride the Tiger. Do you know that song, yeah. Kevin? Mm-hmm. It's like really a sort of like, oh, this is the beginning of American hard rock music. It just has like all those things, a cool chord riff and... It's a good jam. Also, uh, Jefferson Starship also <laughs> had Marty Ballin was in it briefly, but mm-hmm. then we had the Mickey Thomas. Right. Mm-hmm. That's who's the guy I think that most people associate with mm-hmm. Jefferson Starship as the male vocal is is Mickey Thomas. Mickey Thomas was most famously known for singing "Fooled Around and Fell in Love" with uh, Elvin Bishop. Oh, okay. So that's Mickey Thomas on that song. An amazing singer. Just. Yes. yes. Holy crap. Just one of those. Again, speaking, not to make a journey comparison again, but. (laughs) He's he's got the same chops as Steve Perry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Those guys. I would love to hear those guys do something together. Well, Steve doesn't sing anymore. No. Sadly. Yeah, sadly. So they went from this, you know, kind of psychedelic, trippy kind of thing and did this more guitar-driven hard rock that was just really popular. They had songs like um, Jane, Mm -hmm. Find Your Way Back. back. Miracles. Yes, yes. Well, Miracles was a ballad. That is actually a Marty Ballin Track. Oh, and that I was their highest. That was I believe that was their highest charting hit up to that point until they released their other. Until we get into the uh, Starship era. Yeah, that's that. This is the era that I really dug them because I love Jane. I love uh, Find Your Way Back. And, and like you said, it's it's a lot different than Jefferson Airplane oh, because yeah. it is hard rock, really guitar driven. No Way Out was it was a great it was a great track. Mm-hmm. 
Rock music, you know that song? Rock and roll is good time music. Yes, yeah. yes. I know you that <laughs> Really, got that great guitar work. Killer riffs. Yes. So, they morphed, they changed, they had this big thing in the, you know, in the late, you know, the mid to late, in the mid-70s to the very, very early 80s. Mm-hmm. And then, as Lily was talking about, Kantner was like, screw it. I'm done. You can't play my shit. You know, I think I think the song "No Way Out" was the. Song. I'm not sure, but there was a song that he just thought that it was just too like not them. Okay. And he was very upset, and that's what where he kind of threw in the towel. I can't remember exactly which which song it was, but it was one of those early '80s <clears throat> tracks that they released. And there it is. And he was just like. You know, I'm not. Yep, I'm just not it. doing. I, I don't like this. That's this isn't, it. This isn't. You know, I think we've lost what, who we are. And of course, the Lily told just what happened, and they become Starship with both Mickey Thomas and Grace, Grace like, singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This time, though, they do something different. They bring in really awesome outside songwriters and end up with some really massive mm-hmm. hits that. The kind of songs that become earworms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you just can't. <laughs> Get out of your head. I kind of like to call them soundtrack songs. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so yeah. so go ahead, Lily. Starship. So Starship is a continuation of Jefferson Starship after it went under the musical change and the lawsuit and everything. Uh, their 1985 album, Knee Deep in the Hoopla, was certified platinum. Mm-hmm. Uh, it included the two singles, We Built This City yes. and Sarah. Yes. And then their follow-up album, No Protection, released in 87, was gold and has one of the Probably worst songs that everybody like. The, nobody likes the song but me, but nothing's gonna stop us now from. The, oh, I love that song. I that, love yeah, that yeah. song yep. from Mannequin, and exactly. I just watched. I did watch it last did you week watch after it? I went after home because <laughs> I was obsessed. <laughs> you guys uh, were talking about it after we played yeah. the song and everything. Uh-huh. And then they had a short hiatus in the '90s, and the band reformed in '92. Uh, Starship featuring Mickey Thomas. Um, they, I believe, they just played at. Jurgles recently. Oh wow! Um, I can't remember if it's happening or it already happened. I just I saw okay. the poster, but um, they had four four albums from 1985 to 2013. Their last one was Loveless Fascination. I don't know any songs on it, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> they released a lot of albums. I call and, them, and for yeah. all the albums they released, you would have thought they would have had more like big bigger hits. Right, mm-hmm. right. They were kind of spotty with the hits. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. I like the I like Wild Again from Cocktail too. That's a good song. Not good. <laughs> this was uh, we built this city was written by Martin Page and Bernie Taupin. Ah. Okay. Okay. Where they were living in Los Angeles at the time, originally intended as a lament against the closure of many of the city's live music clubs. The song peaked on the number one uh, Billboard Hot 100 uh, outside the United States. We built the city top the charts in Australia and Canada. Peaked inside the top 10 charts in Germany, Republic of Ireland, Sweden, Switzerland, top 20 charts in Belgium, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom, top 30 charts, Aust- okay, you get the idea. It was on yeah. a lot of charts all over the planet. Everywhere. <laughs> it gained significant scorn, both for the seeming inscrutability, uh, word, of its <laughs> lyrics. Word. You were right, That's that was it. <laughs> Notably, the line, Marconi plays the mambo. Sure. And for the contrast between the song's anti-corporate message and its polished corporate rock sound. Yeah. Come on. It has appeared in several worst song lists. I believe we talked about this before. Rolling yeah, Stone pulled worst yeah. songs of uh, the 80s. Wah. 
uh, from 2011. It tops the list. <clears throat> like the worst song of all time. I don't care. I love it. Me too. <laughs> I, I think it's a great song. Yeah. It's, it's very, very catchy. You sing along with it every time it's on. But Bernie Toppin has said that he kind of disagrees with the direction that the song went in because it was not meant to have this kind of like mm-hmm. rah-rah <laughs> kind of thing. It was meant to be kind of introspective. Right. But that's but they had the big hit with it. What, you know, what, yeah. what, what can you say? It's a fun pop song. There, there's a lot of times when I hear it, I would say to myself, ah, I just wish the band that played Jane played this. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It, like if it really would have had an edgier kind of rock uh-huh. kind of sound to it, I thought that it would, I thought it would have had way more respectability. <clears throat> However, Mr. Pittsburgh, yes, I have been listening to this song again. Yes. And there's actually a lot more guitar in it than you think. A lot because it's that '80s thing where where everything's drowned in chorus and yeah. mm-hmm. reverb, reverb yes. and just like it's so it's so smoothed out that you go like, oh no, that is oh, guitar. There is, there's guitar in there. <laughs> yeah, that's guitar. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, the, the, but that that was a hazard of the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Oh, all the haters still get drunk and sing to it when it comes on the jukebox or whatever. <laughs> People karaoke it. It's, yeah, come on. The, I like I said I th- I think it's a, I think it's a very cool song. It's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Came out in a fun time in my life. I was having a lot of fun and enjoying life. 1985. That was the year I graduated high school. I was four. <laughs> you were poor. <laughs> four. You were four. <laughs> I was poor in 1985. Oh, I probably was poor. You, and poor. No, you guys are. Oh, up. and the man is poor. I don't even know why. Why? I don't know. We no. Knee deep in the hoopla. Oh my! I love that name. Wait, what do you think? I think that's a good. Means. I think that's a good album name. So, the, <laughs> the songs we know, this, they're like they're like greatest hits. Real quick, White Rabbit. Sure. Somebody to love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Miracles. Rock music. Jane. Find your way back. Mm-hmm. That's that era. Yes. Um, then moving towards uh, like No Way Out, and then we built this city, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Nothing's gonna stop us now. Now and Wild again. Listen to Wild again. You'll like it. <laughs> there you have it. That is pretty much the like sort of like the you know if I was to pick my personal greatest. If I was to so if I was to go on Spotify and say I'm gonna make a little Jefferson Airplane Starship Starship playlist. Those would be the songs that I would. That's put the on. greatest hits. You know one song I really like. I, th- I believe it's on Modern Times. It's Stairway to Cleveland. Have you heard that? No. I don't like it. All you right. don't like that one? No, already because you said Cleveland. But go ahead. Well, it's kind of funny because it was long before like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was even proposed in Cleveland. So I don't even know why they picked that name. It's but interesting. It's a very. It's Alan Freed. Huh? Alan Freed. Is that why? I mean, the reason why the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland is because it's the, like the one like the birthplaces of rock and roll. Oh. <laughs> Alan Reed was started playing all these records. Oh, yeah. And W, the I think was it WMMR that that broke Rush. It brought a lot of bands. It might have been. I think yeah. it was W. I, think yeah. it was, I, I don't remember the call letters off the top of my head. Don't quote me. But uh, <laughs> folks, go listen. If you get a chance, go listen to Stairway to Cleveland by I guess it was Jefferson Starship at that point. It's 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 raucous. 
they used the F word, and I love it. You said That's ruckus. inappropriate, and I'll not have love that it. on my podcast. And it's podcast. a lot of pop culture references in there from that era. Oh, stuff like that can be fun. And it's a lot of fun to go back and listen to it. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's talk about yes. new and notable. Sure. I have incognito theory. And I did meet these guys years ago in Jersey. They opened up for Lynch Mob. I went with um, Tony Leone and his wife. Okay. And um, they were fantastic. I went and talked to them for a while. But uh, I'm reading straight from their website because I don't want to get anything wrong. But they were formed in 2009 by lead singer and lyricist founder Dave Incognito. Actually, his name. Um, They recently came out. uh, Their EP. So their EP was The Birth of a New Sound, American Whiskey Fueled Southern Stoner Hard Rock. Is what they call ten times fast. Is what they call their their genre of music. Um, they're on Rage Read Records. They just released a new album called The Brotherhood on September 2nd. It's fantastic, and it is exactly how it's. It's the whiskey field Southern Stoner Hard Rock. Mm. So go check it out. Just released Awesomeness. Played on the show all the time. Very cool. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> uh, Mr. Pittsburgh, do you have anything? So it's not really a new and notable, but I did want to talk about this band. And what made me think about them was you in, in podcast. Me? I, oh, yes, man. podcast. Oh, I, oh, Jesus. Can I fucking talk here, please? Can I say something over here? Can I talk? Larry, Larry can Larry, I talk? Please. But um, Larry? you have a lot of uh, videos in the past about making it, in the, you know, making your way through the music business, networking and merchandising and stuff like that. And this band... Made me think about all of those videos. What are you, are you okay there? And um, so the name of the band is Talk, and it's all over TikTok. And it's absolutely brilliant what they've done because they've played little snippets of their song, and they have like hundreds of these little TikToks, and it's fucking catchy. And you're like, I want to hear the rest of this song, right? And you're like, whoa. To the point where, like, they were number one streaming on Spotify because of all of this exposure on, like, TikTok and YouTube. I'm like, God damn it. They must have watched Ludini's videos (laughs) on how to market themselves. Uh, Name of the band. I believe they are Norwegian. And uh, the best way to describe them is kind of a country rock. Uh, which I didn't realize when I then I started really listening and kind of picking apart their song, and I'm like, that's that's fucking country, but they're like a rock band, and it's very okay. cool. So, yes, that's fun. Yeah, so there you go. <clears throat> Lou Lou it's your turn. I Martin Miller, Ooh. who I I'm not sure if we talked about them when we did our thing about YouTube artists that you should know about, but Martin Miller is somebody you should know about. They do this amazing, uh, well, they have a, Martin has amazing original music as well, like instrumental stuff, but they're very famously known for their covers. And they are like, if you were to go somewhere and you heard a band playing covers and you went out like, that's the greatest cover band I ever heard in my fucking life. That is what Martin Mm -hmm. Miller does. They play these songs so, they play them so that they are, all the cues and everything you like are there that you know the song for. However, they do find always find a way to really put their own spin right. on it in a really in a way that doesn't kind of interfere with the song. I don't know how to explain. It. It's not like it's not like Johnny Cash doing that Nine Inch Nails thing, right? It's okay. Not like that. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> At all. Okay. But they just kind of do. And uh, Martin is an like amazing, amazing guitarist. So. 
even if some doesn't have a lot of guitar in it, it's probably gonna be guitar solo. There's gonna be yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they have a, they bring different guest musicians in. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian, uh, a- Adrian Blue, right? Adrian Blue. Yes. Paul Gilbert. Yes. Oh. Paul Gilbert. Paul Gilbert. Uh, Mark Letary. Mm-hmm. Different people like that will co- will be there. They're German. Yeah, that's right. They're they are, German. They're very much so. They're German, yes. and, it, and it's then it's it's this space that they have. It's really big. It looks like an old library. Right. And it's just done up exactly right. Like there's it's there's everything about it's just right. It's not it's not cheesy. It looks like these guys are like serious musicians mm-hmm. who are just they, and they do serious work with these songs. They don't they're not goofing on them. Or, right. No, <laughs> you it's... know, just because it's eighties, they don't like try to sport like crazy outfits and stuff. Right, right. They're just playing <laughs> the just songs there, as yeah. if like these are just great songs and we love them and we want to play them. Nice. <clears throat> so <clears throat> they have different medleys. They have they have a Pink Floyd medley. Mm-hmm. Toto. Toto medley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have I mean this are like 18, 20 minute things right. that they do. They do uh, they have an eighties medley where they play like aha and all these different things. It's really That's good. Fun. Tears for Fears. They put it all together. <clears throat> their version of um oh, and anyway so they have released a version of Layla and it, I was like all excited like oh shit Layla this is gonna be so good and then I noticed that the one guy had an acoustic guitar in his hand mm-hmm. and I was like oh please not that terrible <laughs> <laughs> that horrible god oh, I, I, I'm I need a pill <laughs> I don't have any. I need some kind of drugs to get me over this. When Eric Clapton (laughs) did do his own song is unforgivable. (laughs) So I saw an acoustic guitar and I thought, oh, fuck. Here we go. Here we go. And they had a guest um, guitar, uh, uh, female guitarist. Her name's Laurie, and I cannot remember the last name off the top of my head. She was standing with an electric guitar, so I was having some hope. You're like, maybe? Maybe. Oh, and Martin had his electric guitar. But then, of course, they started with... They played the... And I'm like... And it, but then I looked at the time on YouTube, and it, it was like 11 minutes long. I'm like, okay, there's no, they're not going to do this for 11 right, minutes. Right, right, right. <clears throat> so they did one verse like that, and then they rip into the riff. Nice. And they okay. rocked it out. And everybody plays amazing solos. The young lady who uh, who plays opposite Martin, she crushes. The guy that was playing the acoustic guitar, he picks up an electric guitar, and he's amazing guitar player. He saw Martin. It's just absolutely killer. Of course, they do the big thing at the end with the, mm-hmm. the piano, right? And it's very good. You should definitely check it out. Cool. And nice. I just want to mention one other thing. Justin Hawkins rides again. This is in my YouTube moments here. But I was checking out Martin Miller. But in my YouTube moments, I want to say very quickly. Since we're talking about YouTube, this is we're changing this to Ludini's great moments in YouTube. I don't. There know. you go. Okay, like that's cool. That's cool. But Justin Hawkins released a video of this DJ. Uh huh. DJ Cali. I, I mm, I'm not into the whole DJ. Neither scene. am I. Sorry, folks. But he released where he does a commentary. This rapper DJ received a guitar from. Bob Marley's family. They sent it to him like as a gift. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. And it is so. 
Oh, boy. So Justin's doing the commentary to it. And he, without saying anything negative, he totally rips on this video. <laughs> oh. It is so good. And mm-hmm. the comments are fucking great. I was thinking of all kinds of stuff, and all kinds of people had beaten me to it mm-hmm. in, 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 in there. But at one point in the video, the DJ guy picks up the guitar, and he starts trying to play it. And all he can uh, do trying. is play. Oh, the, he just slaps the strings open, and Justin's like, oh, "Wait a minute, let me see if I can figure that out." <laughs> so he does shit like that. Uh, but he's totally straight the whole time. He never, he never like, yeah. he's like, you know, he's got that dry British humor. Exactly, you know? and, and, and like, uh, so like the guy might see that and not even, not even think that he was ripping on him. Like he might right, he'd be like, just, "Yeah, cool, oh, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for reviewing my video." <laughs> yeah. But Justin Hawkins, he does ride again. He's fucking awesome. And you should follow his YouTube channel. Yay. <laughs> so, I don't think we had any comments tonight. Eh, not a whole lot. Just from Michael Michael, Michael sings to my German accent needs some work. Well, Michael, <laughs> up your ass. Oh, I know what I wanted to add. Speaking of German accents. Yeah. And Jefferson Airplane. or Star- yeah. I think it was the Starship. <laughs> yeah. they, play, they played in Germany. Uh-huh. And they, they were the first show they played, Grace got drunk and didn't show up. So These things happen, sure. Then the next show they play, she's like, no, I'll show up and play. So oh, she gets nice. up on stage and goes into several tirades. Sounds oh, familiar. <laughs> she goes into several tirades about how they're all Nazis. Yeah. You know, and how, shame on you for starting World War II. I shame mean, on you. And Kantner's like, and he was like, she would, she's like, no, oh, no. You're fired. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> it's a, yeah. That's the kind of shit that, like, you know isn't right, but you still find kind of fucking funny. <laughs> She's probably that's like the guy, You know, this makes me think of the thing that, like, you, when you do when you're a little kid and your parents beat your ass, but then uh-huh. when you're when you're 35 and you're all sitting around the Christmas table talking Laughing about, about you're it. You're like, you know, they're, they're like, yeah, yeah, that was pretty fucking that funny. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. <clears throat> oh man, that, that's that's how I look at that sort of thing. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Our Jefferson stuff. That's our songs for oh, the week, and uh, we mentioned a little bit of YouTube. So let's jump into <gasps> everybody's favorite. Everybody's favorite. This day in what the Beatles did. They didn't do anything last time, though. Remember, it was, was so exciting. No, it was like. Uh, there were different ancillary kind of yeah, things. Yeah, but not the Beatles. But not them. <laughs> it's a slow day, apparently. I really enjoyed this uh, breakdown of the Starship. I think there might have been a, a, a yeah, Lennon uh, something or a Harrison or something yeah. story. You know, just very briefly, a side thing. But yeah. you're right. There was nothing. Not there was all kind of stuff on this one. We might it's a busy day. Oh, my. I can't turn any of that stuff off. <laughs> Well, I just I was I looking know. at That's windows I could close. Sure. I'm like, no, I can't close any because no, no, no. the podcast will shut off. <laughs> we don't want that. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to last week. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And last week, I th- was it last week or the week before we went full two hours. Oh yeah, we should. Yeah. Be. So yeah. let's yeah. go ahead and get into this day and what the Beatles did, starting with Miss Lily V. Six. 1937, Bessie Smith, American blues singer, died age 43 after being involved in a car accident while traveling along Route 61 outside Memphis, Tennessee. Her uh, 1923 song, Downhearted Blues, was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2006. Hmm. One of the founders of blues, absolutely. Long ass time mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Route 61, is that the Highway 61? No, that's 66. Yeah, that's 66. No. 
Highway 61 Revisited by Bob Dylan. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I thought you were thinking of famous. Okay. All right, then. See, maybe. I don't know. Next time I talk to him, I'll ask. God said, Abraham, kill me a son. You don't know the song? That's cool. It's cool. Oh, sure. just, not oh, the sure. Dylan version. Oh, not the Dylan version. Oh. Johnny Winter does it. You know, oh. everybody does yes. Dylan better than Dylan. And yeah. Speaking of Bob Dylan, here we go. The Greenbrier Boys started a two-week residency at Gertie's Folk Club in New York. Opening act was Bob Dylan. Oh, how about that? The, yeah. Hey, we all had to start somewhere. Bobby. On this day, 1964, Roy Orbison started a three-week run at number one on the U.S. Singles Chart with... He didn't oh, have the runs for three weeks. No, no, thank yes, God. Yes, he did. Don't That's lie. why he wore sunglasses. <laughs> anyway, uh, it went up the Singles Chart with Oh, Pretty Woman. The title was inspired by Orbison's wife, Claudette, another one of his songs, uh, interrupting a conversation to announce she was going out. When Orbison asked if she was uh, okay for cash, his co-writer Bill Dees interjected, "A pretty woman never needs any money." Truth. Well, yeah, I thought we'd back us up there. 1965, The Who. At the end of a European tour, Roger Daltrey knocked out Keith Moon, resulting in the singer being sacked from The Who. The band were playing two shows in one night in Denmark when an argument broke about between all four band members. Daltrey was uh, reinstated the following day. All right. Oh, you guys drank and fought. These guys just could not no. stop beating the shit out of each other. They would they're, literally they're get into fistfights on stage. That's great. They're rough and tumble boys. <laughs> 1967, Pink Floyd played the first of three nights at the Fillmore in San Francisco, the group's first ever live dates in the U.S. How about that? I wanted, That's cool. This is something that didn't come up during the Jefferson Airplane Starship thing, but there, there's a... Um, they're, they were really at home. Their like home base was the Fillmore in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the time, and I don't know if it's still if this is true or not. So somebody who's been there recently could let me know. But at that time, it was a dance hall. Oh, I would believe that. And I would believe that. It just happy. It was like a, just a big dance hall with a stage. Hmm. It, it sounded great. The bands always had a great time playing. Everybody they were played there. And and Marty Ballin. You, you said all the time that like it was the absolute greatest venue ever. So, but uh, <clears throat> there's a um, the document. There's a there's a documentary, and I I don't know the name. But I apologize. You can find it very easily. Just search Jefferson Star Jefferson Starship Jefferson Airplane documentary on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's some footage from that the their shows at the Fillmore. In San Francisco, cool, and it's a, it's a, you could tell like it was perfect for the '60s. You know? It was oh, a dance course. hall, yes. Oh, look at that! Dance hall. See, wow. okay, where are we? So we said Pink Floyd, yes, and now we're saying Brian Jones. This day, 1968, Rolling Stone, Brian Jones was fined 50 pounds. My God, with 100 guineas cost after being found guilty of possession of <gasps> the dope cannabis. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't an edible. Wow. That could have been. It's terrible. Been. Poor boy. These people are doing drugs. Let's start again. These fun people me. are on drugs. What? I can't believe it. It's Who terrible. Awful. Oh, you're going to make me do it. <sighs> Finally. Oh. 1969. 69, dudes. The Beatles released Abbey Road in the UK. The final studio recordings from the group feature two George Harrison songs, Something, and Here Comes the Sun, which is my favorite song well, by the Beatles. That. In their interviews for the uh, Beatles anthology, the surviving 
band members stated that although none of them ever made the distinction of calling it the last album, they all felt at the time that this would very likely be the final Beatles product and therefore agreed to set aside their differences and go go out on a high note. Literally. Hi. <laughs> oh, here's one. Here's one for 19. me. Oh, you go ahead. I'm the fucking Mick of the, of the group uh, here. There we go. On this day, 1979, U2 released their very first record, an EP titled U2 3. With an initial run of 1,000 individually numbered copies, the tracks were produced by the band with... What is that? Chaz, Chaz de Wally. Chaz de Wally. I don't think he's Irish. And was available <laughs> only in Ireland. If you had one of those today, it'd be worth some bucks. I bet you about $50. 50 pounds and 100 guineas. So you everybody daddy, check you, when they go to a used record you store. You daddy guinea. <laughs> well, don't that pound your monkey hole, Richard. <laughs> oh! I gotta get out of you here. You have to do what this mean? one because you love this guy. So go ahead. Yeah. And it's a great year, 1981. Oh, the year I was born. Bruce Dickinson joined UK rock band Iron Maiden. He, you was like a good omen. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> he was. Uh, he was the uh, vocalist with Samson prior. <laughs> Whitney Houston started a two-week run at number one on the U.S. singles charts with Didn't We Almost Have It All? 1987. 1987. Well, she doesn't have shit now. What? What? Was it too soon? Is it too soon? it was funny. funny. All right. It's never too soon. I told 9-11 jokes like the next day. Of course you did. (laughs) Nobody's surprised by that. (laughs) Exactly, Luke. This day, 1987, Michael Jackson started a six-week run at number one on the U.S. album chart with Bad. <laughs> Released nearly five Bad. years after Jackson's previous studio album, Frilla. Thrilla. Bad went on to Honky the Clown. He's a little late. He was drunk in the corner. He just woke up. I, I locked know. him in a closet. I know. Uh, Bad went on, went on to become the world's best-selling album, having sold between 30 to 45 million copies worldwide. Get him out. Oh, just one honk for that one. Out. The album produced five number U.S. number one hits, the first album to do so. Can't listen to wow. It. Wow. That's right. <laughs> honk, you want a beer? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Mikhail Jackson. Oh, 1989. Paul McCartney started his world tour. Oh, what? Dramen Shalin. At the Dramen Shalin in Dramen, Norway. was McCartney's first major touring outing. Dramen Shalin. My Norwegian sounds like my German. (laughs) Yes, that's right. I remember Paul was here. It's the same thing. First major tour (laughs) outing in 10 years. Norwegians, Mac. (laughs) Since Wings UK tour in 1979 and his first appearances in North America in 13 years. Oh, Lord. Can you get my reference? Yeah. All right. Fuck that Paul McCartney's fucking asshole. I don't like hey, Paul. Hey, Just stop hey, with the goddamn Beatles. It's not no. even the real Paul. Come on. Yeah, you know, you know that, right? I know that. I believe it. <clears throat> Am I doing who? who I'm you're, lost. You're, you can do that. You're yeah. doing it. ACDC 1985 released Ball Breaker. Yeah. The 12th international <laughs> studio album. The album was produced by, by Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. Featured... The return of former drummer Phil Rudd, no relation to Paul Rudd, might be, who had been fired from the band in 1983 as a result of drinking and drug problems, and a fight with founding rhythm guitarist Malcolm. Oh no, Malcolm doesn't fight. Come on. Is Phil (laughs) is Phil the one who was accused of? 
Kurt killing someone or arranging? He was acquitted on all I know he's acquitted. 1996. Is this me? Sure, why not? Michael Hutchins. Police oh. found drugs hidden in a Smarties tube when they raided the London home of Paula Yates and an excess singer. Michael Hutchins, Hottie McCotterson. The couple were away in Australia at the time of the raid. Well, that's some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't last too much longer after that. No. All right. This day, 2003, a report published on request by artist to... What? Oh, I know this. Wow, okay, hold on. It's not just about Mariah. Oh, okay, okay. A request by artists to venues of their backstage requirements revealed Limp Biscuit insisted that all the lamps in their rooms be... Was Dim- dimmable. 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 Why, Mariah Carey would only have bendy straws. Well, duh. As she would not use the straight ones. Hmm. Van Halen insisted that the backstage celery is trimmed and not peeled. Red Hot Chili Peppers asked for... I know, they're they're fantastic. Red Hot Chili Peppers (laughs) asked for a meditation room and a section of... A selection of aromatherapy candles. Barry Manilow requested that the air temperature in the auditorium be kept at a regular 65 degrees. I want to rate my own writers for things. <laughs> for, for the show? Yes. This oh, day, 2003, sing, English singer-songwriter Robert Palmer oh. passed away. Heart yeah. attack at the age of 54 in Paris, wow. France. He was a member of Vinegar Joe and the Power Station with the Duran Duran uh, guys. Uh, solo artist in 86, number one UK, number five in the US. Addicted to love, 88 mm-hmm. hit, Simply Irresistible. Yes. Passed away. Green Day scored their first UK number one album with American Idiot, the band's seventh release in 2004. I'm American Idiot. You are American Idiot. <laughs> All right. We've had enough. All right. That's enough of that shit. There's, that's, come on now. Okay. So let's say our happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. It's not my birthday. Not today. No. Oh, happy birthday. Marty Robbins, legendary country singer with the most notably the song El Paso. Mm-hmm. Really cool song. Julie London, oh, U.S. singer, Cry Me a River, mm-hmm. born in the day in 1926. Joe Bauer, drummer with the Youngbloods, born in the day in 41. Brian Ferry, hey, love Brian hey, Ferry's singer uh, with Roxy Music, scored hit singles, Street Life, Love is the Drug, Dance Away, Angel Eyes, Jealous Guy, Avalon. Ferry was has recorded many cover versions of other artists' songs, including standards from the Great American Songbook. Happy birthday, Brian, this day in 45. Lynn Anderson, a great country artist, was born this day in 1947. You know the song. Everybody knows the words. I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden. That's true. A lily garden, though. A lily oh, garden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <gasps> I know uh, this guy. Tyrion Porter, mm-hmm. American bassist with the Doobie Brothers. Yes. Born this day in 1948. Happy birthday. Oh, Olivia oh. Newton John, no relation to Elton John. No, no. Did you know that? I I, I when just I was found a, that out. When, when I was a little kid, sick. When I when I was a little kid, I thought that <laughs> Olivia Newton John and Elton John were somehow related. No, turns out they weren't. They weren't. Ain't that something? That's neither one of them's their names, right? <clears throat> no. Uh, British-born Australian singer, actress, and act... I don't know what she was activist for. But, uh, yeah, she's in uh, Grace. Uh-huh. Right? Xanadu. Xanadu. Oh, Xanadu. 
Hey, like hey, Xanadu. Hey, hey, I like Xanadu. <laughs> Got a bunch of girls on roller skates. I like that. <laughs> you just like it because there's a Rush song called Xanadu. Oh, we confusing thing. Oh, you're, never mind. That movie's okay too. Uh, Stuart Tosh, uh-huh. drummer with the Pilot, had the hit single January. Giant Force Greg Shikaya from the Jefferson about him? Starship. It's his birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Greg Shikaya. Cesar Rosas. See, Cesar Rosas from the great uh, band Los Lobos. Fantastic band. If you've never seen them, you should go check them out. They're fantastic. Tracy Thorne. In my side. With everything but the girl. From everything but the girl. Uh, Cindy Heron from En Vogue. Nice. Just saw them. Um, And that's That's it. it. That's all we care about. Wait. (laughs) Nope, that's it. That's it. I quit. Fort Pitt. (laughs) <laughs> going to take a shit. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There it hey, is. Hey, watch your language. There might be uh, There might be children. Well, there's no lady oh. present. So there's no lady present. She's no lady. She's Lily. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Go to, Wolf, go to wolfscustoms.online or find them on social media. Go to rockrageradio.com and download the free app. And go to ludinirockandrollcircus.com and become a part of our inner circle. Where you get access to all kind of cool stuff. Lily has go mm-hmm. your thing, right? I have a whole show called Hot Licks with Lily Six, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Yes, you always do that. But what's preoccupying my entire life right now is Face of Horror. I'm in the contest. Please vote for me. And that is all you need to do. Faceofhorror.org. Lily V6. Dot org. Well, guys, I like to give you previews yeah. of the f- next podcast but However. i haven't brought them up yet oh i know it's gonna be a surprise figure, for I everybody i gotta figure that out for next week we'll I don't find like that out on doing. tuesday morning, something Monday morning. Speci- yeah. Yeah, yeah pacific if there's something pacific, pacific morning if there's something pacific you want to talk about let me know I was say, we so, do have a lot of great ideas we just haven't formulated great them. ideas great <laughs> ideas like that one about the thing that they did oh my god I people can't in that band yeah yeah that was fantastic that song that said <laughs> remember oh we got some great ideas buddies don't forget great. the 17th I will not be here what I'll be at Michael Schenker oh that's cool she'll be doing Michael Schenker that's that night that's cool eh. what eh. it's cool okay guys thank you so much for hanging out and we'll catch you all on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Have a good one.